Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman, along with Corey Ritzow. And on today's show, we're going to discuss the ugly 2-0 loss of the Vancouver Whitecaps. It's a game that has left a bad taste in everyone's mouth, so it's time to scream and yell and shake our heads in disgust and angry fists and, and all that. And of course, we'll be previewing the matchup with Seattle on Sunday at StubHub Center as well. And to help us talk about both of those, we'll be joined by LA Galaxy assistant coach Pat Noonan. It's a packed show, so what are you waiting for? Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Corey Ritza. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman. He is Mr. Corey Ritzow, and we've got a packed show for you tonight. Going to talk a lot of things. Going to talk the Vancouver Whitecaps game, of course. Going to talk the uh, Seattle Sounders game on Sunday coming up. That's a big game. We're going to talk about that as well. Uh, a bunch of phone calls to get to. We have LA Galaxy assistant head coach Pat Noonan on the show as well. So like I said, a lot to get to. But first, we start where we always start on Corner of the Galaxy, and that's talking about the game they just lost, uh, the 2-0 loss to the Vancouver Whitecaps. Corey, uh, I, I have a feeling you didn't watch the whole thing, and I think you're you're luckier for it. In terms of where this loss rates on the painful scale, where do you compare it in, in terms of what we witnessed against DC? Well, I'll be honest with you. It's not that painful because they were never in the game. It's like you never felt like there was like you were actually right. in that game. So, so DC, like in terms of drama, like, you know, they had, you know, the lion's share, for lack of a better cliche term uh, of, of the chances, but couldn't finish and right. then suffer the heartbreak defeat. And so that sucks, but this one is like you just play like crap, so you don't even you don't even really have a chance. I mean, is that I guess which one's more worrisome? Which one's more worrisome? Um the Vancouver one I think is more worrisome. Uh the DC United one is one that you probably should have walked away with three points and it probably hurts more because you were actually in that game and you played well. But worrisome is Vancouver because there was no heart, there was no passion, there was no try, there was no anticipation, there was no fitness, there was no speed, there was no scoring, there was very little defense and What did we have? I, I, we had a game. I mean, it was played, it counted and we got zero points out of it. I mean, that's what you had. It was not good. No, it's not good. And 
Listen, I know that some people saw that uh, that on Twitter I said it's time to panic because the Galaxy put out something that said, you know, should the Galaxy hit the panic button, right? That's what they tweeted out. And then they showed an infographic about the starts, and the starts aren't good. I mean, over the last five years, this is the worst start they've had in the last five years. So it's not good, and what I meant by panicking is not us fans. We don't need to panic. Ultimately, the Galaxy should right this ship and should get everything moving in the right direction here, Corey. But as a, as a team, as the players and the coaching staff, they should be panicking they should be jumping up and down bashing their heads against the lockers saying how did we come out without even an ounce of heart in that vancouver game and get played off the pitch because that's unacceptable for any team in major league soccer to be that pathetic in doing anything on the night it was horrible so they should be panicking they should be Corey, you and i should be very calm though i'm not sure you're not sure that you want to be calm no, no, no. I'm not sure they should be panicking. Uh, well, listen. See, and, and here's, here's two reasons why. That you can chalk up the D.C. game to the fact that you're missing a number of your international starters. Yep, okay, that's fine. You know, yeah. you're missing. So if you just take this game in and of itself as a, as a one-off, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a chance Vancouver's really good. The, and, yeah, and at home yeah. on that crap turf of B.C. Place. It's horrible. Um. There's a chance they're, you know, they're they're pretty darn good. So I, I might, you know, I'm going to wait one more week to reserve judgment because you've got a good Seattle team coming down. Right. And their their lineup is pretty much intact. So they're not having to deal with some of the adjustments that the LA Galaxy are in terms of losing, losing you know, I would say two of their three best players in Landon and, and Marcelo Sarvis. So they're not having to replace quite as many bodies. So I'm going to wait and reserve judgment till after this week to decide if we go on to go ahead and hit that panic button. I'm just not sure that, you know, when you take off the talent that we've seen, you know, I think that those two guys were a little underrated. And so we chalk up, you know, to some of the genius of Bruce Arena that they're able to just re- replicate and bring in new bodies and everything. But, um, you know, and everybody wants to talk about, well, we'll just wait till Steven Gerrard gets here and, and that'll right. fulfill the void. Right. I'm not quite sure I'm buying that at this point in time. Yeah, I know. That's that's really the question that sort of gets raised after you do this whole thing is is where is where's where does Steven Gerrard fit into this and does he fit does he uh complete the puzzle, so to speak, and everybody suddenly gets better? Because right now it's not good. Let's go over the starting lineup in case you didn't see it, in case you didn't see this game. Robbie Keane and Jassy's artists both back from national team duty get the t- the start up top, so that's good. Uh Baggio Husidic was on the left at midfield. Uh Mika Varanen was in the center with Juninho and Ishizaki out on the right. Husidic was filling in for Jose Villarreal, who had a hamstring injury, so that's why he didn't play in this game. Um and Varanen comes in and makes, I think, his second start of the uh of the year in this particular game and unfortunately for him it was a short night but to continue the lineup Donovan gets a start in the back left Tommy Meyer in the center of defense with Omar Gonzalez Tommy Meyer replacing the injured Leonardo and AJ De La Garza comes on uh, for or gets another start not in the center time uh, he's out on the right with Dan Gargan or out on the right for Dan Gargan who I think was just Bruce is trying to give Dan some minutes off uh, I think you're going to see I think for the first half of the season you're going to see a lot of bodies on the back line just rotating through everybody's going to get a lot of minutes keep the legs fresh and then once we start to see who's going to round into form towards the end of the year that'll that'll be 
the lineup that Bruce, I'm sure, will go to more often than not down the home stretch. But in the beginning, I think one of his main goals is to just go ahead and keep the the legs on the back line fresh. Maybe with the exception of Omar, everybody else will kind of rotate around him. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Jaime Pinedo was starting in goal after winning twice with the Panamanian national team on his national team duty. Okay, so, you know, the start is that that everything starts and, and we're, we're okay. I mean, the Galaxy were at least present for the uh, for the first half. Can I say that? Yeah, they were they were pretty present. Vancouver was good on the counterattack, which is what we knew they would be. And it's not so much the blistering surprise, sp- surprise. It's not so much the blistering speed though, Corey, like it was, you know, last year. Last year it was like a track meet every time they got the ball. It's the fact that now they get so many people forward and in support on that counterattack and it's still quick. Right. So it it is still speed, but it's not just the track meet that it used to be. It's it's speed with support now. And they were outnumbering the galaxy on that counterattack. And, you know, it's really one of the one of the main issues that you saw, um, you know, from Vancouver. But ultimately, um, and I want to focus more on the second half because that's where everything sort of sort of happens. Um, ultimately, the galaxy get into the locker room at zero zero, Corey. And at zero zero, no matter how horrible the first half looked, because it wasn't very exciting. The galaxy didn't have a shot on goal. There was nothing exciting to see. The galaxy were still in the game at zero zero, at least on the scoreboard. They were still in the game. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of being able to generate any semblance of an attack, it wasn't really there. So no, it wasn't. why you know? Y- if they were able to sort of rally and come out with a more polished performance or rebound and come out with a little bit more energy, then you right. could say, well, they did well to sort of regroup at halftime, you know, lick their wounds, step up and come out a little bit better. But it was the exact opposite. You know, they were mediocre in the first half and came out even worse in the second half. Yeah, it wasn't a good thing. And also you have to understand Mika, Mika Varnan got injured in the first half. So Robbie Rogers came on to play left mid. Um, and that lasted for about, oh, let's see, five and then uh, 45 and 65. That's 20. So about 30 minutes. Of Where are we on Varnanen? There's a lot of whys in that, as uh, as uh, somebody I had on the podcast earlier, uh, Michael Duarte from the LatinTimes.com said, there's a lot of whys in that whenever I was talking to him about Mika Varnanen. Um, yeah, uh, we are... Are you talking about his playing? Not on or his injury it? status, just yeah, in yeah. terms of how he's looked as a, as a contributor. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, you you've seen him now start. I think twice. Uh, I don't. But think... we don't. We don't seem. We, so in the middle, we've had. Husidic. Uh, Kenny Walker started there the yep. first game. Kenny Walker. Uh, we've had Aja and now we've had Mika Vernon. Vernon, yes. Uh, I think I like Mika there the best. I think he has the most speed, the best vision, and the most going forward. I think Baggio Husidic is slow. Um, he takes too long on the ball. He's not very g- good defensively, and he doesn't give you a lot going forward. But other than that, I think Baggio Husidic is great. So so we're obviously just waiting until we pigeonhole Gerard in there, right? What else can you do? Well, I mean, you can put Kenny Walker back in there. You can put Rafa, Rafa Garcia in there if you want. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I honestly don't know. I want to get to, uh, you know, listen, Vancouver. Scored... But isn't that the biggest hole right now? Just in terms yes. of, you know, like it's... we don't we don't know what what uh, when you t- when you take because, you know, by by the end of last year, Zardis and Keen were the forward pairing right. and you had. Landon on the left who would tuck inside and you had Sarvis all over the place. Right. 
we we still are trying to search out what the midfield is going to look like in replace of those two. Is oh, that yeah. fair? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, if Jose Villarreal is playing in this game, I think you have a better semblance of a of a lineup that you're happier with, quite honestly, because I think Jose does a good job at left mid, but with his injury and with who Sidich out there to start and then... Um, right. then well, Bar- you have Rodgers who could play then, midfield if you needed him. Husidic is probably better as an outside midfielder who kind of tucks inside. Yeah, you've got Ishizaki, so you're, just, you're really missing that that interior cog right now. That, you're missing a playmaker. You need a playmaker somewhere from somebody doing something because that midfield is just a bunch of support players passing the ball sideways, nothing going forward, and when they go forward, it's poor service from the wings. I mean, it just especially in this game, it was it was very evident. But I want to get to some calls, and they'll help us talk about this. The first one is an unknown fan. So remember, rule number one, you want your call corner of the Galaxy hotline. Leave your name. We want to know Come your on. name. Own it. All right. And I would like to say that this sounds like a, a nice lady who's calling in. But, I mean, it could be a guy, and then I'm going to get crap. But if I had a name, at least We're it talking gives talking about Jared that way. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so here's our first call. And it's, it's short, and it's cut off a little bit, but it sums up a lot of how I feel. Disappointed in my boys and what's um, Baggio doing. Just don't understand it. There you go. What's Baggio doing? I just don't understand it. And I, whoever this is, wonderful caller, I am 100% with you. You know what Baggio's doing? Do you understand it, Corey? Does anybody understand it? I just don't. I think, I think once they tucked him inside, they're asking him to do something that in this type of game, when they, when they run their 4-2-3-1 and they crowd the midfield, they're asking him to do something that he's, at this point in time, incapable of doing. All right, so now we go to Scott. Scott calls in. Scott always calls in, which is good because I like Scott. Scott will uh, wander about a little bit as he gets through this call, but at the end, he has the best question. Josh! This is your best friend. By the way, by the way, Corey, I was going to say, I'm totally making that a drop for sure. The Josh. The Josh. Josh! Josh! This is your best friend. Neighborhood. Neighborhood friendly Spider-Man Scott. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's great. Spider-Man. Downtown LA. Uh, what happened? Hi, Josh. There you go. What happened? What happened indeed, Scott? I love it when Scott drinks and calls. <laughs> he shouldn't be drinking. He said he was in downtown LA. I hope he wasn't driving. He needs to not be driving, drinking and driving. I don't condone that. Everybody knows that. But anyway, yes. But yes, Scott is Scott is a good time. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. He's a, he's a good time. So anyway, what happened? I have no idea, Scott. Um, Corey doesn't have an answer either. Nobody has an answer. I don't think Bruce has Let's an answer. Let's listen to Ronnell's call because I think he's on to it. Okay, here we go. Here's Ronnell. This is Ronnell from the Central Valley and... Uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, I watched the game. Uh, um, we, of course, everybody knows we missed Landon, but I think we also missed Marcelo too. It brought a lot of emotion to the game, you know, hard-fought emotion that would pump everybody else up. Um, right now we're looking uh, slow and tired, and I didn't see a leader step up. Besides Key, I didn't see a leader step up and say, you know, this is just put the team on my back. or We just don't have the personnel. We're too old, too slow. Didn't make some major changes, and uh, hopefully Bruce realized that this team feels different than other years because we don't have those other players that were able to pick it up at any time. We need to pick up those players, those playmakers, and I hope he sees that. Thank you. Bye. All right, so there he goes. Hits it on the head with a lot of things. They're missing Marcelo Sarvis right now, definitely with the heart there, Corey. Um, and then uh, the I hope it feels different. Does this team feel different to you? 
How do you feel? How do you? How does this team make you feel, Corey? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand where they're they're missing a little bit in terms of the engine. They, they when he plays the four four two across, he's asking a lot out of the two central midfielders, mm-hmm. and. When Janino doesn't have a partner that can cover the type of ground that we've seen out of some of his partners, um, they're going to struggle. Right. Um, and Marcelo, not only could he cover a lot of ground, make a hard tackle, disrupt the play, don't forget his uh, his ability to to uh, make a nice pass and 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 release some of his guys up top. So he brought both of those elements in attack, and I really think he was underrated. And so I think Ronell hit it on top of the head. All right. I don't know. I. I I, was, I, I think maybe we're expecting a little bit too much out of this team at this point in time. Don't know. We're not. And you know why we're not? Because every time I look at the jersey, it still says LA Galaxy on it. Whether or not that is a conceited, stuck-up fan view, I don't care, Corey. I want the best out of this team, and this team is not giving me the effort. If they were trying, Corey, if they were trying in Vancouver, then so I how could, do you how do you how do you quantify do? trying? Uh anything basically look at what happened in vancouver and know that's not trying so when you see anything better than that equals trying how about that can i define it like that here let's get but to look look if i went out there yes. and tried as hard as i could yes gave you everything i had i still would look <laughs> 10 times worse yeah well this team isn't made up of Corey ritzhouse all right or josh no, no, Gessman, no, but so. what i'm saying is we've been spoiled by seeing somebody like marcelo sarvis who actually has the engine, the drive, the quickness, All the right. wherewithal to go out and do that. Right. I just because Baggio Husidic is not able to replicate what we've seen out of Marcelo Sarvis doesn't necessarily mean that he's not trying. It just means he's not physically capable. He, I don't know. They looked a lot like not trying out there. To be, be honest with you, there's at least no that's, heart. That's just speaks to that, how that, damn good Marcelo Sarvis was. Well, I mean, he's still probably that good, except now he's mired in an even worse team in Colorado. Although the difference between Colorado and the LA Galaxy right now probably not as great as you'd like it to be. All right, wow. let's. I know. I said it. You just said that about yeah. a team that hasn't scored in like. Seven years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Pablo's mustache is looking great, so that's okay. All right, let's go to Jennifer. Here's Jennifer's call. I'm Jennifer from Visalia. Uh, I'm 17. I just saw the Galaxy game, and I was not impressed at all. I feel like ever since Donovan left, we've lost that dynamic player. We've lost that player that will help defend and go up and do what it needs to do that heart and soul of the team right now we don't have that uh we just don't have any diversity there's no combination passes there's no there's no confidence there's always 50 50 balls just giving it right back and that just shows lack of leadership and heart and i feel like we need to make some big changes in order to compete with these other teams because they're buying other players and they're making those changes whereas we just lost a big player and we haven't found anyone to replace him so i feel like once we make those changes once we find someone hopefully we can get back to our former glory thank you jennifer with the mic drop Corey, killing it out of the gate jennifer's my new favorite caller just calling it right now just saying jennifer's my anytime she calls she's getting played i'm just i'm saying it right now i i the, the only very po- impressed jennifer as well i just i just wish landed donovan's grew on trees the, yeah, if they did could we get a bigger one <laughs> yeah, the last land we have american the last landon we have was a little tiny if we could get a little bit bigger that would be good with me um listen the only thing i sort of i, uh, I i'm with you on that Corey. the only thing i really take issue with jennifer's call is that we haven't done anything we have done something 
he's just late in arriving. All right, it's a slow boat from over there in Europe, uh, over there in the UK. He's going to come across. Well, I thought the slow boat was to China. Yeah, well, it, it used to be, but everything comes from China now, so yeah. it, it, it'll work that way. Um, yeah, so we'll get Steven Gerrard, and then we'll see what this team is. But with like what Corey said, and I'm I'm with you, Corey. Um, you know, just plugging Steven Gerrard into this team doesn't necessarily fix anything. So I, I get you. I'm, I'm with you. I understand. I understand what you're saying. All right. Let's see. I have another one. I think Jennifer and Mike know each other. Or if not, I'm going to introduce you to each other. Mike, Jennifer, Jennifer, Mike, because they're both from Visalia. Here's Mike's call. She's only 17. So it, I don't know if that's legal. Maybe, maybe Mike's 17. <laughs> we'll see. Hi, this is uh, Mike from Visalia. Oh. Um, so now, first off, now they've booted up an old copy of Football Manager and scheduled friendlies to beat up on several lower division English sides. I'm ready to talk about what passed for game on Saturday. Got three points. Uh, first, what's on this words? That was a debacle. That was bad, like really bad. But while I hate to use movie quotes, I need to use one here. Is it time to panic? Maybe, but not right now. I haven't seen this much abject panic on Twitter feed since we got pasted by Manchester United last summer. Now, to be honest, we might need to panic, but not yet. Uh, second, I think what's happening is some of last year's role players now have to substantially contribute, and part of finding your groove is figuring out who isn't capable of doing so and not asking them to do it. I didn't coach soccer, but one little coaching gym from football I've learned that applies. If you know an athlete cannot perform a task, if you ask him to do it and he fails, it's your fault, not his. I think Bruce has shown he's smart enough to know this, and we'll figure it out who goes in what spot and where. Um, he's willing to experiment, but as we've seen in the past, when he pulls the plug, it's abrupt. I'm just thinking back to Cudicini and Sam Lowe. Finally, well, it's great to have high goals and expectations, you got to realize that this, this is kind of a rebuilding year. At some point and some year, we're not going to make the playoffs. I hope it isn't this year, but if it happens, some of us need to realize we're kind of a spoiled fan base. I think the Galaxy in general have earned some patience. I don't think Bruce likes to lose. I think they'll figure it out. But if not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be painful, but they'll get better. Thanks. Mike? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jo- Josh? Josh? I don't know if you're gonna like that, but he sounded a little bit like some of the he he heard our exchanges and was siding with me. No, I don't think. First of all, nobody ever agrees with you. That doesn't happen. Not even your wife agrees with you. Obviously. Well, that, that yeah. we know for sure. No, no. See, this is Mike. Mike called me spoiled, right? And I think he's right. I think. Let's I, be honest. Where did you grow up? Yeah, Newport Beach. All right. Yes. So I mean, that's that's technically a a valid observation. But he says our fan base is spoiled, and we are spoiled. Um, but it doesn't mean that we don't deserve quality and he hit he had Mike, s- you got to follow the guy from newport beach's lead <laughs> he is entitled and he wants his championships and he wants them right now and i want all of them i want to win u.s open cup and i want to win uh the the ccl and i want to do all those things i want all the trophies all the time i want Who knew them. we were so popular in the central valley though i do the central valley is where we where where our people are apparently i think you know what we're gonna do a show from up there you and i we're gonna road trip wow it. Road trip it up to the Central Definitely Valley. Definitely not in the summertime. No, not in the summer. You know what? It might not exist anymore. There's going to be no water anyway. All right. Um, let's see. Last call because I wanted to get through all of them. So we're going to hit Brian. Here's Brian's call. This is Brian calling from Hawaii. So about this uh, past game versus Vancouver, the main issue I've seen is when the Galaxy play as a team and they're on it, they're unstoppable. You really can't. I mean, it's they play so well together when they actually play together. In games like this, though, when the team just doesn't have that chemistry on the field, they get beat individually. They 
they all have skill as a team member, but individually they just lack. And I think we had seen that from Vancouver, just the way they handle the balls and they just get right past everybody. It's, it's insane. I, I think the Galaxy uh, players need to work on individual flair, I guess you can say, and then also work on maintaining that chemistry throughout every single game. All right. Aloha, Brian. Thank you for uh, for calling in. That's great. See what Hawaii covered. We got the Central yeah, Valley. Mean, well, let's talk a little bit about what he said, and then we'll get we'll get into the break. But. I would like to well, first comment on the flair comment, the individual flair. I think that, quite honestly, everybody should wear their flair, um, much like uh, Jennifer Anderson did in the office space. Um, I would like to see that flair uh, proudly displayed. So from now on, buttons on all of the players. Does that work? So you want the Galaxy sponsored by TGF Fridays? Yes, that would be great. Could we do that? I love the, I love me some cheese sticks. Some cheese sticks is Let's work on that. Yeah. No, but I mean in terms of I think I think we're kind of waiting for the next generation. We we saw a lot of a lot of um veterans on the field tonight and mm-hmm. you know, Hasidic and Dunavant, some of maybe the quote unquote older guys, but when when that happens, you sacrifice maybe a little bit of athleticism, a little bit of the quickness. Mm-hmm. And when it's going wrong, you know, that that difference looks pretty stark. So, you know, you've got you've got BJ coming up via Real, some of these younger guys that 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 have that capability, even like an Oscar Sorto. Um, But maybe they're just they're just one or two years away. And so we're kind of have, you know, have some of the the older guys that are that are going to play a little bit of a different way. But on tap, those guys are on their way. and, And who knows? The Galaxy lineup and the style of play could resemble that of Vancouver, but it's probably still two or three years away. Yeah, I mean, you know, all of our callers sort of... You know what? Quite honestly, Corey, I don't think you and I need to do a show anymore. We can just play all the callers because they hit uh, some great points on there. And quite honestly, I mean... this You don't even need a co-host anymore. I can just, I can just, I can just talk to myself, which is what I'll I do anyway. I'll just watch you on whatever the app that Periscope, Corey. Yeah, Periscope. I'll just watch you on Periscope. There you go. Okay, so we can do that. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Um, went a little long on the first segment. That's okay. We have some great stuff coming up. Joining me next is going to be LA Galaxy assistant coach Pat Noonan. Going to talk some Vancouver game. Going to talk some Seattle game. I'll ask him if he thinks panic is the right word right now for uh, for the coaches, for the players, for anybody. So we got a bunch still to get to. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. And welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm back to talk a little bit more about the lacking result in Vancouver and also 
take a look ahead to the Sunday matchup with the Seattle Sounders. And to help me do that, a man who's been on the show many times before, we're once again joined by LA Galaxy assistant coach, Pat Noonan. Pat, thanks uh, once again for stopping by. Certainly appreciate it. No problem, Jack. Uh, so so I'll ask, I'll start as we uh, just wrapped up that Vancouver game a, a little bit beforehand, and now we're trying to transition it into the Seattle game. I want to know your your thoughts on, on what you saw against Vancouver. Well, certainly not the LA Galaxy uh, we're used to. Um, really disappointing on a lot of different levels, but uh, hopefully it's just one of those games you could chalk up as uh, everybody was off on the night. And, uh, you know, we were outplayed. It rarely happens, but they outworked us. Uh, they had more ideas than us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they deserve the win. And, you know, hopefully this will be a, a good learning experience, even with the team as experienced as we have. But, you know, if you're not on on the day in this league, anybody's going to beat you. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of parity in MLS. And a lot of people say that's actually one of the virtues of the league. And if you're you're off, you can get beat by Vancouver. But like you said, a learning experience. But can you take positives out of anything that you saw? Were there some players that, that maybe did step up or all across the board you throw that one out? I wouldn't say all across the board, even though it might appear that way. You know, it's nice to see Tommy Meyer and Todd Donovan on the back line get some minutes. Mm-hmm. I thought we... Uh, we saw some positives from from those two players. Certainly, you know, not easy. They're going against a a quality side in Vancouver and uh, dealing with some some speed up top with you know Mane and Ribeiro Mesquita. So, um, you know, I thought those two guys getting their their first minutes and uh, and looking pretty good for the most part uh, was a positive. Um, you know, aside from that, uh, it's it's hard to take a lot of positives out of the game with you know what we expect from our players and you know, from ourselves as coaches, so it's disappointing, but, you know, I guess that's one of the positives you could take away. Right, right. Um, You know, it's, it's, this is something that the LA Galaxy dealt with a little bit in 2013 as far as the slow start. And as we've seen, the, the Galaxy maybe notoriously over the last five seasons haven't exactly been the fastest starters. But is there some carryover? Is there some complacency that sort of uh, creeps in after you win an MLS Cup? And is this sort of showing that right now? Well, uh, it might appear that way as of, uh, you know, the first five games of the season. But, you know, I think the players uh, are aware and certainly the coaches are that, you know, coming off the championship year and, and you know, three out of the four, uh, three out of the last four years winning championships, um, you know, teams want to beat you. Right. Uh, teams don't like you at this point and uh, you're going to get their best game. And if you're not up for the challenge, no matter who you're playing and, not to take anything anything away from Vancouver because they're a, they're a very good team. Uh, they're going to uh, they're going to beat you, and uh, you know it can look ugly as it did. So, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, not what we would expected to start the year, but right. uh, you know, like you said, it's happened in the past for whatever reason, and uh, fortunately, you know, the players, the team's been able to to turn that around and, and turn it into something positive. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure if you guys had a magic switch and knew exactly what it was and, and you could do that, you would have flipped that switch by now, right? Certainly. Um, you know, we, we have the quality. We have the experience. Uh, we have, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle together to to, to start a season on a positive note. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, it hasn't happened for, you know, various reasons, whether it's defensive letdowns late, uh, lack of ideas, you know, and and symmetry in the attacking third of the field, the final product. Right. Um, 
you can pinpoint a, a, a few things in different games, but um, we just haven't been able to put to, put together really a complete performance over 90 minutes. I'm not going to say that the LA Galaxy or anybody from the team is using the word panic, but I think that uh, me as a fan, I use the word panic right. and, and, and think of it maybe a, a, as a good thing. Do you think there is not so much panic, but awareness that what happened in Vancouver should be a low point and, and everything should be moving forward from there? Well, you know, it certainly can raise some eyebrows. Uh, right. It's it's a rarity that, you know, our team and the guys that we have out on the field get outworked. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of our uh, strengths as a, as a unit. And, uh, you know, credit to Bruce, the way these guys are coached. Uh, you know, we're prepared when we step out on the field. And whether the quality's there or not, we're prepared to, to work. And that wasn't the case. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say anybody – you know, in, involved with the team or the staff is panicked. But uh, right. I will say that, you know, it raised a few eyebrows and we can say, you know what, uh, this is what it looks like on tape when you're not prepared and when, you know, your opponent uh, is more aggressive than you are. And, and hopefully, you know, guys seeing that, coaches seeing that, uh, you know, we'll do everything in our power to prevent that from happening again. But, you know, there's no panic from the players or the coaches' standpoint just to, maybe a little bit more urgency in, in getting these early season points so we're not chasing, you know, late in the year. Right, and now you have a big matchup coming against uh, uh, the Supporter Shield winners. It's the MLS Cup champions versus the Supporter Shield winners as Seattle comes to StubHub on Sunday at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time. That game is on Fox Sports 1. Um, do you think that Seattle coming into StubHub is actually probably a good thing at this point? This is a rival that usually gets the uh, the LA Galaxy's full attention, and uh, they're coming in here looking to sort of maybe come after the LA Galaxy, uh, maybe playing a little wounded right now. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see on the weekend, but uh, it's you know a team that we know uh, very well, a team that knows us very well, and uh, usually their physical games uh, they're a little chippiness to them. Right. But there's certainly uh, plenty of uh, quality players to to make a you know big play, and um, I think our guys will be ready for this game, regardless of who's out on the field. Right. Uh, these guys will be up for the challenge, and I can't imagine. Uh, you know, two weeks in a row of what we saw in Vancouver. I think we're experienced and, uh, you know, these guys are well coached enough to know that uh, they're going to be ready for this game and ready to do what it takes at home to get three points. Yeah, it's it certainly is a, a, a very talented offense for the Seattle Sounders. Maybe their defense is, an, is a place that uh, they've struggled a little bit, and obviously the LA Galaxy maybe struggled a little on offense and defense. How do you see the, uh, the matchup of the LA Galaxy defense and that Seattle offense? Well, it'll be a good test for our guys. I mean, we've seen, you know, Quentin and uh, Obafemi uh, plenty of times before, and uh, you know, as well, as well as the midfield, they'll have Alonzo back in the lineup, who's uh, you know a box-to-box midfielder that does a lot of the dirty work for them, and mm-hmm. and on the flanks with Nagel and whether it's Papa, you know, Andy Rose last game. Um, there's quality there, and there's guys that know how to to work and get the ball to the to the right guys in, in the final third, and that's certainly Clinton Obafemi, as you've seen with six goals scored, and you know each of those guys scoring three goals. So right. Uh, we need to make sure that when we're in the attack, when that ball turns over defensively, we're aware of where those two players are, and and we're not letting them turn and face our back four and run at them because 
that's when they can be very dangerous. You know, I always ask the players whenever they are on a, ahead of a big game. So I, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask you, former player and now a coach. But what are this? What is the coaching mindset heading into Seattle? Is it all about just improving regardless of the opponent, or is there a real focus on making sure that uh, this team is ready for Seattle? Well, you want to be ready for you know the opponent you're facing. Uh, like I said, we we know a lot of their players from the amount of times that we've played them over. You know, the last year and a half, they have a lot of the same core group of guys as do we. So uh, we know their strengths. Um, I think it's a matter of, you know, having a good week, which we've had a good couple of days thus far in this week, mm-hmm. and, and getting out there and competing. And then when it comes to, you know, the game, kind of uh, cleaning up some of the issues that we've had early on. And that's, you know, the final third, better product in front of goal. Uh, we certainly created some chances, just haven't, uh, haven't finished these chances yet. And defensively, you know, staying tuned in, uh, dead balls. We need to do better on set pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to do better, do a better job of getting into good spots early on. And, and that's not just the back four. That's the entire group, uh, a, a good unit, uh, defensively that can, um, get pressure on the ball and, and prevent them from getting any rhythm so that we can get the momentum and hopefully get a first goal and, and open up the game and make them chase a little bit. Well, it should be a great matchup again. Uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday, coming up on Sunday, the LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders at StubHub Center. Uh, should be a great time. Also, the LA Galaxy uh, giving out 15,000 replica rings as well. Are you going to get a replica ring, or are you just going to keep your your your, uh, your real ring there, Pat? You know what? I have no complaints with the real one, so uh, we'll stick with that one and hopefully uh, look to build on it. Awesome, Pat. Well, we certainly appreciate you stopping by as always. I know we'll uh, we'll catch up with you again as the season progresses. And uh, as always, uh, good luck on a Sunday. All right. Thanks, Josh. All right. All right. That is assistant LA Galaxy coach Pat Noonan. Uh, great guy. Always happy to have him on the show here. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to him again as the season comes down. But... Uh, the LA Galaxy, like I said, will face off against the Seattle Sounders coming up on Sunday. Uh, whenever we get back, we're going to talk some LA Galaxy news um, and then also give you the preview of that Sounders game. So a bunch still to get to. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll catch you next time. Please welcome back Corner of the Galaxy. 
and welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman. He is Corey Ritzow. Great, great, great having LA Galaxy assistant coach Pat Noonan on the show. Some great stuff from him. We're now ready to transition and come back, get you ready for the Seattle game. But before we do that, keep you hanging on just a little bit longer. We're going to go over the LA Galaxy team news, stuff we can update you on. And so uh, the first thing I guess we get to talk about here is the U.S. Open Cup because it's coming, Corey. It's it's knocking on the door very soon, and it usually knocks, actually always knocks on the door of LA Galaxy 2 first. And so uh, the uh, the first game for the U.S. Open Cup for LA Galaxy 2 will be played on Wednesday, May 20th at the Track and Field Stadium, 7.30 p.m. All right, are you excited, Corey, for the, for the uh, LA Galaxy 2 to enter in the U.S. Open Cup? Are you as pumped as I am? I'm a Galaxy fan. We don't. I don't even know what this Open Cup is that you're talking about. Yes, yes. It's the thing that Bruce takes lightly every year, and then we lose and get knocked out. And then I pretend like I don't care afterwards and be like, ah, oh, it's fine. It don't matter. But really, at night, when I'm all by myself, hugging my pillow, I'm crying and saying, like, can't we have a U.S. Open Cup? We had them before. So, yeah. Yeah, I want the U.S. Open Cup. I do. I want it really, really bad. And, and if LA Galaxy 2 wins it, will you be okay with that? <laughs> can, we take the, can we put it in the same trophy cabinet, Corey? It's a good question. Right? I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy, right? Like, I'll be there che- cheering on LA Galaxy 2 if they win the whole dang thing. What happens if they play each other? They can. They can play each other. My guess is I think lone players from LA Galaxy 2, LA Galaxy 2 wouldn't play in that game, which would be interesting. Um, so you got all Academy kids? You'd have a bunch of, yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd have the LA Galaxy 2 guys who really have been, a lot of them have been signed for the, uh, for the LA Galaxy 2. So, yeah, I mean, you would have a lot of that there. So it would be, it would be interesting. I'd like to see it, though. Can we please make that happen? Uh, <laughs> three possible opponents for the LA Galaxy 2, uh, Cal FC, San Francisco City FC, or Ventura County Fusion could all be a possible opponent. Basically, Cal FC and San Francisco FC will face each other in the play-in round on April 21st, or excuse me april 25th with the winner advancing to face ventura county fusion on may 13th and the tournament's technically first round even the play-in round it's like, like the ncaa bracket anymore oh look at all these playoff games we're in first round second round third whatever so anyway so yes uh that's what you have um three possible opponents uh the la galaxy 2 did advance to the third round of the tournament last year before falling to psg elite and penalty kicks and they did beat cal fc in the tournament's second round so that's sort of the history on LA Galaxy 2, and uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I love LA Galaxy 2 games, Corey. I need to get you out to one of these one of these times. I know. I would love to make one. <laughs> Carson's a little far from my 11-month-old, Yeah, but uh, I'm working on it. Get her a kit and suit her up. When, she, when they play the Blues, how about that? Yeah, there you go, whenever they come down to, to OC. only only. Well, it was 30 seconds from my house. Now it's like 6 seconds from my house. Uh, excuse me, 60 seconds from my house. All right. Uh, you want to do rumors, Corey? Did you hear any good rumors? Why don't, why don't you tell me any good LA Galaxy rumors you've heard? I haven't heard any good rumors, but the <laughs> last rumors I heard was that uh, the Ghanaian international, Sully Mantari, who's played for both Inter and Milan, um, has been linked with a possible move to MLS, including LA Galaxy or New York Red, New York Red Bulls, which is pretty much code for... Um, any team that's any player that's linked with MLS, those are the two stock answers that you just cut and paste in there with the possible link. LA, well, shouldn't it be New York City FC now? I mean, shouldn't that be the one that it should be LA and New York City FC instead of New York Red Bulls? I mean, you know, it was New York. I guess my question is: is what is the DP status of the New York teams? Uh, New York City FC got has one and, open, and, I think, and, and Lampard. And 
and, and, and Lampard. Lampard. Oh, so are they? Are, are those they three? They've already been spoken for. Is Mix not a designated player? This is whenever my my knowledge of the league lacks so so much. Um, I th- I could have swore that they had one open. I could have swore I read it's, that. It's possible. I mean, Mix may be expensive, but they may have bought him down with allocation money or whatever, right. so he technically doesn't cost uh, cost like a DP or right. take up one of those slots. Um, and the Red Bulls, despite being rumored as in for Josie and a couple other players, I think they still have a, a slot or two available. Right, right. So, yeah, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll... But we'll... the Galaxy, that, that would be the... Uh, that, that would be... They would have zero. They would have zero they, designated yeah, players. Yeah, so that's why... That's why you know, there's if he's really going to be linked with the Galaxy, there's a few other dominoes that are going to have to fall, and those aren't going to fall here in April or May. Hey, Montari is is an interesting player, though. We talk about somebody with the skill to be able to defend and sort of that heart going forward. Um, I I watching his highlights. He is that deep lying playmaker guy who can really play the defensive side, but also spring things free on the uh, offensive side. And somebody has to get the ball to Robbie Keane. You can't complain that Robbie Keane isn't doing anything when he's not getting the ball because the Galaxy aren't getting him the ball type thing. He's having to drop so far back that he's useless whenever he comes that far back. I've never been a fan of it. So no, I mean in terms of if we want to just talk about the actual, um. You know, if we want to get that in depth, if we want to go ahead and put Montari on the field, even though that seems like we're about a year away from something like that actually taking place. Right. Uh, he, he would absolutely bring some of the things that the Galaxy are lacking. Yeah. Um, you talk about the different DPs that they have, one of them obviously being Omar, where, you know, if he maybe were likely to move on at some point, he would possibly be the person. But that is the area where the Galaxy most likely have the most surplus right now on the back line. So... If you wanted to talk about, you know, a, a swap of those two, I think the Galaxy would get the better end of the deal only because they have AJ, Tommy, Leo that could step in and make some of those plays and enough fullback depth at this point that it wouldn't be too costly. Um, so if if we wanted to go ahead and put the cart like five miles before the horse, the, then, then we could say that. Then that's what we would go ahead and do. But again, just a rumor. Um, I think literally from for the foreign papers, Galaxy are like the only club that they've ever heard of. So they just, <laughs> so they just cut and paste. They, they pencil it in. in. There. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, do I think this is a valid rumor? I I don't, and I'm not really worried about it. And uh, just thought I'd throw it in there because it's something that was out there. So at least it makes sense as far as what the Galaxy could be looking for. Because I think if you're looking for a player for the Galaxy, you're looking for a midfielder right now. So no, no, no. I agree. I think in terms of the type of player that you'd be looking for, he would fit he, that bill. He fits it. Okay, so good. All right, let's go on to the standings now. And Oof. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Do I even? I don't. It's it's still so early. Why 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 put so much stock it's in these? So when you're below the red line, it's, <laughs> it's just it's so, so early. early. Yes, I know. When, uh, you're, when you're way above the red line, when you're Vancouver, yeah, it, you know, it, you're, the, good. The, the, you're good. You're good. The season is well underway. <laughs> That's right. But when you when when you're below, way below the uh, the line there, as the LA Galaxy currently are, after they added another playoff spot, thank you very much. Um, yes, if you, if you're below the line, the season's early. It's only five right. games. We don't even have like. Oh, we're lacking in games played. You know, we don't even have that excuse this year. No, no, we don't. We actually, uh, besides Vancouver, who has six, 
six games played. Um, we're with everybody else at five, except Colorado and Seattle both have four games played, as well as Real Salt Lake has four games played. By the way, two of those three, ga- three teams that have only played four games are in front of the LA Galaxy right now. Vancouver Whitecaps currently sit in first in the Western Conference, 13.6 games played. FC Dallas in second, 10 points, five games played. Real Salt Lake, eight points, four games played. Sporting Kansas City, eight points, five games played. Seattle Sounders, seven points, four games played San Jose six points five games played Portland six and five LA Galaxy five points with five games played Houston Dynamo with five and five as well Colorado Rapids sit in 10th place in the basement with three points off of four games played so besides Philadelphia and quite honestly it's a it's a neck and neck race right now because Philadelphia almost got a result against Sporting Kansas City and, and imploded in, in stoppage time, uh, which I, I kind of expected them to do. Um, Colorado and Philadelphia are sort of for that race for the basement, and your LA Galaxy are only two spots in front of Colorado. That's where I it mean, sits right now. I mean, it, it's, it's early, fun Corey. to laugh at Philadelphia because they're Philadelphia. Right. But in all honesty, that's a that's a game that, as a Galaxy fan, you want to be cheering hard for Philadelphia because now all of a sudden Kansas City gets... Gets, gets three, three points, points out of zero. They would be yeah. sitting level with the Galaxy at five, and all of a sudden, two goals later, you know they're they're boosting ahead. And and the West, I mean, granted, there's six playoff spots, so that's kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, the West could turn out to be a pretty much a dogfight. So anytime you see one of those Eastern Western Conference matchups, don't be afraid to uh, wear your wear your Eastern Conference underoos to, I, to bed that night. I don't remember who it was. Was it Brian from Hawaii? Oh, oh good. Are, what are you doing over there? Are you rearranging that, furniture? That would be a baby monitor. That would be... <laughs> Yeah, are you are you are you are you working both jobs right now? You're doing the podcast and monitoring the baby, making sure everything's okay. Is that is that? I mean, the I would say that the monitor is near the desk, but how much of the monitoring I'm actually doing, doing is debatable. Okay, okay, I got you. Okay, anyway, I was going to say one of our callers said that you know one of these years we're not going to playoffs, and and maybe it won't be this year. I do, you know honestly, come on, that's ridiculous. The Galaxy are going to make the playoffs. Everybody makes the playoffs in Major League Soccer. Six spots. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's that'd a, be embarrassing. it's a lot. So anyway, um, you know, don't put too much heart in it. I, I don't know what to tell you. I will tell you that the Eastern Conference is already slacking because um, their number one team has only played four games, and it's nine points with DC United. New York Red Bulls at seven points with only three games played. New York has only played three. What have they been doing? Oh, I'm sorry. That was just that was just me. Did they have? Were they in CCL and got knocked out early? Is no, they didn't. No, no. Wait, did they? No, well, no, they were in it last year, but not. they got knocked out. They didn't have to play this they year did, at all. They, right? they weren't playing this fall. I have no idea. They have three games played. Toronto FC has three games played. Uh, excuse me, Toronto FC has four games played. It's just New York Red Bulls who have three games played. All right. I, I don't know. I, I can't. One of these days I'll have Don Garber on. Maybe he can explain the algorithm that does the MLS scheduling and why it's so confusing. But it is what it is. On to the game. Corey, LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders Sunday. 4 p.m. Pacific time. Fox Sports 1. Fox Deportes. Uh, the LA Galaxy currently sitting in eighth in the Western Conference. 1-2-2 two, and two for five points. Seattle Sounders. Eh, doing a little better. Uh, sit fifth in the Western Conference. Two one and one on seven points. The Seattle Sounders come off a one nothing victory over the Houston Dynamo, in which the Seattle played with ten men for most of the second half. Quite honestly, as uh, Gonzalo Pineda uh, got tossed for a high boot um, in this Houston game, and so they ended up winning one to nothing at home. Um, and obviously, LA Galaxy coming off a two nothing loss with Vancouver. That was really bad to watch. Um, 
All right. So the Houston, uh, the Houston Dynamo, the Seattle Sounders, Corey, the Seattle Sounders. Um, what do you make of them? Because they've sort of been up and down. They've had they've had a bunch of home games. I think they've played three home games and one away game. And their first away game was against FC Dallas, um, which was a zero zero draw. So uh, do you feel like Seattle is this world beater that's coming in here to just stomp on the LA Galaxy? Oh, no. No? Um, I mean, I I talked earlier about how they seem to be, you know, they have a lot more continuity in terms of their squad. Uh, But at the same time, you know, if you actually look at, at who started where, um, they're starting Brad Evans, who I don't think I've ever seen him play a game at center back. They're pairing him with with Chad Marshall back there. So you and Eric Winalda have the same idea about Brad Evans playing in in central defense. I just wanted you to know that he thinks that that he's not a center back, and I told I could. I'm inferring from your tone of voice that you think that's a crazy idea too. I'm going to be honest. I did not see him play there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it just who doesn't knows? make it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. I don't think I don't understand why how he could you know what. When you maybe they this Tyrone Mears kid that they put it right back that uh-huh. they really want to get him on the field or something I'm just not quite sure uh, how you don't just slot him in it right back and play him there um, because he played there for the U.S. He played there before you know Yedlin left mm-hmm. so I mean he has that capability but uh, we'll kind of have to wait and see I know Zach Scott's gotten a lot older and they're pretty thin at the center back corp so we'll see what happens but. Um, you know, they're still trying to figure out who's going to play where. I know Pineda got a red card last game, so, yep, he's, so he's going to be out. But yep. they do have Marco Papa, who could slide in, although I'm not sure he's a 90-minute player at his age anymore. So right. maybe they'll go with Azira and bring Papa on perhaps later in the game. Right. So, they, you know, they're not exactly world beaters. They haven't set the the world on fire. But we haven't, of course, gotten to the to their two, their two strikers up top in Depsy and Martins, who do scare me. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the thing. Here's the, here's the scary part for me is that Alonzo, okay, so, we, you know, whoever they slide in for Pineda is whoever they slide in from Pineda. Okay, that's great. But Alonzo and Rose and Nagel and that midfield um, right now matching up against the midfield that may possibly have Veronin in. Um, Bruce was saying that it looks like he's he's good. Um, Jose Villarreal might be back for this game on Sunday. Um, so, so you do that a little bit. But looking at the midfields match up, I say, oh, Seattle wins the midfield. Okay, so, and then I... And then I move forward and I look at the strikers and I say, okay, so they're strikers against our defense. And the way our defense has been playing right now, I think that uh, Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins are going to have a good night um, in Carson. But having said that, Seattle doesn't win at StubHub Center. They they don't win. And however that is, whenever that happens, it's it's just interesting that Seattle somehow can't win at the LA Galaxy. In fact, they haven't so, won a game since 2009. So nine trips in league and MLS Cup play without a win for the Sounders in Carson, which possibly means that it's their due for one, Corey. Or no, I mean, okay, so take me back. Last year, they, the Galaxy, they finished with the home and home to finish the season with right. Seattle. Right. Seattle did come back, and they got the late draw, mm-hmm. yep. which, which felt like a loss for the Galaxy, right? Because they had a chance to clinch the cup. Right. And they quote unquote blew it. They did go ahead and win the playoff game. Or did they they won the playoff series? 
They so, won the playoff series. How, right. What was the what was the home leg? Uh, the home leg was one to nothing for the Galaxy. Yes. So I mean, you you've had a, a little bit of success, but at the same time, the Sounders weren't played off the off the field that night. Right. And they did come in and squeak out the the late draw against the Galaxy uh, when it came to the regular season contest. So I, it's not. While they haven't necessarily won there, it's not it's not exactly like a house of horrors. You right, know, like right. the the year before. The Galaxy won. What what was it? Was like three zero. They won the first home leg in the playoffs, well, no, and then they no, went back, and, no, and no. it was like two one at but uh, back at the Sea Link. I don't center. know. I don't know. My my stats don't go back that far. I just remember the last time L.A. went up and played in Seattle during I think the regular season. Um, that was the oh, last that was, game. Of that the was year, the last game of the year. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking at the three nothing score that they show on July 28th. So that was one of the trips you took up to Seattle and pasted Seattle. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Listen, if the Galaxy play anywhere like they played against Vancouver, Corey, we already know the answer, right? And the answer is that Seattle is probably going to score seven or eight goals. Um, If the Galaxy come out and play like they did against the Chicago Fire, um, only this time you throw a real team in instead of that team that was the Chicago Fire, um, then the Galaxy probably have a better chance of winning the game. But it's just, it's, it's going to be... So how do you think they respond? Nationally televised game on a Sunday evening. Yep. Um, you know the the crowds necessarily haven't been that great. The the, the greatest. No, but they're giving about... a, but they're giving away replica rings, Corey, and replica rings usually mean more people in the stands. So hopefully a little bit more energy. So right. what do you, what do you got? Uh, I got this being a draw. It's going to be a draw. It's going to be a one one draw. That's my call. One one. One one. That is if the galaxy show up and actually play. Oh yeah, yeah. Decently. You put all your caveats on. No, there. no. You if had, they show up like they did bet. in Van- Vancouver again, it will be seven or eight to nothing. Seattle. The refund. The refunder game reverse. Yeah, I, honestly, I think I'd want my money back. I don't care if anybody would uh, would give me crap about that. I think I'd I'd take it after a performance. Like if I had to actually pay to watch that Vancouver game, I think I would want my money back. So you don't have faith in this team to you know they kinda, have they have at proven this point anything. in time no. get, get get a result get a win. Nope, they haven't proven anything to me. They haven't proven anything. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Not a nothing. You you give me your prediction and then we're get, we're getting out of here. Well, I wanted to to choose a draw but <laughs> but i did now I, can't, now I can't go that way so, <laughs> so you know galaxy i, can, I, can't, win. I can't, can't agree with you no so, um, so pick the galaxy i will win. say that the stub hub continues to be the fortress that it has been over the years uh-huh. and they eke out a 2-1 victory they get two early goals give up a late one and then hold on for dear life for the three points i honestly i honestly think that you're crazy but i like your craziness and that's okay I can, I can. That's because we're entitled to victories, right? Isn't that you want what want us all to believe? Yes, we are all entitled to victories. I like that. We'll, we'll go with that. We're are you listening, Central Valley? There you go, Vasalia in the house. All right. Anyway, um, Corey, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can get you? Find me on Twitter at Corey Ritzau. That's C O R Y R I T Z A U. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J G U E S M A N. Please call our Corner of the Galaxy hotline, 949 385 2641. That's 949 385 2641. And you too can be featured right here on Corner of the Galaxy. We'd love to have your calls. We're loving the participation, and quite honestly, it makes for a better show. So please keep calling in. Uh, the music you've been listening to tonight, Back Pocket Memory. At Bat Pocket Memory without any of those vowels. Uh, go to Drop City Yacht Club. You can search them on Twitter. They have a Twitter account. Also, get everybody on iTunes, download some of that music. All right. So, that'll do it. The LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders on Sunday, 4 p.m. Fox Sports 1, Fox Deportes. 
nationally televised game for you. The LA Galaxy looking to rebound after that ugly 2-0 loss to the Vancouver Whitecaps. Should be a great game. First 15,000 people will get replica championship rings. Make sure you're there. Cheer on the Galaxy. We need we need all the help we can get, I think. All right, for Corey Ritzow, you've been listening. Or excuse me, for Corey Ritzow, I'm Josh Gessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye. Everybody.